Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bisking. And on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we welcome Amy Yan to the show. But before we get to this week's episode, I want to thank my sponsors. First, Synchrony HR and NWO IT Services. And now to this week's episode with Amy Yan. Amy Yan, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you joining me today. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We uh, we met a shoot six, seven months ago, I guess it's been now at a networking event. And uh, now we're throwing a networking event later on this, uh, yes, this year. Yes, I'm super and excited for it. Yes, yes. For those who haven't seen Amy and I and Jennifer Bardot and a bunch of our uh, great sponsors, Synchrony HR and Super Smokers, NWOIT, uh, Water Restoration. Yeah. So we're throwing a big event on September 27th for all those out there listening to this show. We'd love for you guys to join us. Uh, you can find the link on our social media pages or on Eventbrite. Uh, feel free to join us. But yeah, we we met and you've helped me. You've I should say you've basically help do all of this you and Jennifer I, I didn't haven't done a whole lot so uh, thank you thank you've done you a great job so let's uh let's dive in today let's start you know I always kind of start with my guests talking really about growing up right Wh- where did you grow up what was it like what led you to get into the business world uh so for going all the way back um I grew up in Belleville Illinois which is right across the river it's probably about 15 minutes um from downtown St. Louis uh, that is where I was born and raised. Um, and throughout my high school years, I literally started um, an office co-op program when I was a junior, which led me to my occupation at a family-owned IT company of where I was at for 23 years. Wow. And, um, you know, working throughout all the different departments and the facets of that IT company, I basically became under the president and the vice president of the company. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And so when I was at home with my family, it just made me think a lot about where I was at with my life, um, where I was at with my, you know, professional life as well. And that's when I decided, you know what, I want to do something for myself, um, create generational wealth and have something that my kids would have down the road. And so that's when I decided to start my own business and technology solutions company. Um, I opened it up about June of 2021. So it's a little bit over two years 
And this is where I'm at today. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell us about that business. Um, tell, us, tell us about the business. What do you guys do? And then just talk to me a little bit about, you know, starting that business, especially during COVID. What were some of the challenges of, of getting it off the ground and getting it going that you ran into? Sure. So um, my business is business and technology solutions. The technology slide, side of it is your equipment, software, support, and services. And then the business side of it is basically your day-to-day -day operations, your procedures, um, management and departments, because even if you upgrade your equipment, software and services, you may still be lacking on your day-to-day -day processes and you have to have both in order for your business to be optimal and or successful or to generate any sort of revenue. Um, and so that's why I decided to incorporate both of those because that's what I've known to do back in when I was at my other company for 23 years. I would go in doing IT assessments for um, organizations and the owners of the company would pull me aside and say, I know that you're, you know, updating and looking at my equipment, but you have somebody that knows something about this, this and this. And so with the 23 years of networking over in Illinois, of course, I had all these different resources and people to connect them to. And so that's kind of how I built my business today. Um, building a business, especially during COVID, was a little hard because I wasn't unsure of what the future held. I mean, everybody was still unsure of what was going to happen, um, but it was a risk that I was willing to take because I already knew that that was kind of the path that I was going um, especially if you've been somewhere for 23 years, because I always told everybody, oh, I've been working here for 23 years. And they're like, oh, you don't even seem like you're old enough because it's unheard of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and so I just look at that as a learning experience to pivot myself to the journey that I'm on today. Um, but it was really hard getting into it because I had to try to navigate and structure with how everybody else was doing during the pandemic. So obviously, you know, their funding wasn't there because a lot of financial institutions were pulling back their funding because of the pandemic. Um, and now there's it, it's become more strict with organizations starting up companies because, you know, they're new and they're not really sure if they're going to survive. So, you know, I had to rely on friends that have had their businesses for a long period of time to basically bring them on um, as an advisory board to talk to them about resources and, you know, getting their advice of how I need to plan things and move forward, no matter which, you know, hurdle I came across or a roadblock that, you know, I came to. So. Sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine starting a business in general, but let alone starting a business during COVID to your point, there was a lot of uncertainty back then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I started this podcast in June of 2020, uh, not knowing anything about podcasting, but I'm like, I'm going to do it because, you know, I'm a big networker as you are. And we'll get into that piece here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's how I get 99% of my business is all through relationships, all through networking. Of you know, course. People know who I am, what I do for a living. Um, and when COVID hit it, that kind of got halted for a while, right? There was yep. no coffee meetings. There was no networking events. There was none of that. Yeah. And so, you know, to your point of having an advisory board, that's basically how I got this podcast started. I reached out to a few friends and said, 
hey, I want to do a podcast to continue to get my name and my presence out there. How the heck do I do it? And um, then now that's that's kind of how I got started. So let's talk about networking in your network. Obviously, yeah. I know you're a big networker. Have you always been a big networker or where did you learn to network and how have you built on that over the years? Sure. So that's it. Um, in my previous employment, working for a company for 23 years, I basically was the face of the company. And so I was involved in a lot of Chamber of Commerces and other networking organizations. So that's how I developed my networking skills. But the problem was, is that everything was done over in Illinois. So I was never networking in Missouri. And so that I knew that coming over on the Missouri side, because that's where my business is located and that's where I live, I would have to rebrand myself. So basically I took everything that I did as far as networking and developing those genuine relationships over there in Illinois and applied it here in Missouri. And I literally started from nothing because nobody knew who I was in Missouri. Um, obviously, a new business that started, nobody knows anything about my new business or anything like that. So uh, one of the things that I did get into was one of my friends, Michelle Stockman, who is the founder of Women Empowering Women National, had asked me to chair a chapter in St. Louis um, prior to COVID. And so I was meeting new professionals, especially women. Um, and I was able to brand myself and not the company that I worked for. Um, because if you brand yourself, no matter what transition you go through, whether, you know, you have new employment or you have a new business, people are going to know you for you. You know, and so that's why it was very important me for me to brand myself and not really the company at that time. Um, but then over time, you know, as the pandemic came around, everything was doing virtual. We did virtual networking, which that's just not the same as in-person networking, <laughs> you know, not even, not even close. <laughs> but we tried. Um, and then I hit the ground running as soon as everybody started to feel comfortable again being in person. And ever since then, I've accomplished more in these past two years than I've accomplished in the 23 years or in my entire life, which has just been an amazing journey. Absolutely. Well, I know Michelle Stockman very well, actually. I uh, um, worked for a previous <laughs> employer as well, and we uh, bought a piece of her business back in the day. And uh, so I know her very well. And it's so funny you bring up the personal brand mm -hmm. um, because when I started this podcast, like the first, I don't know, I want to say three, four, five months, there was, I wasn't getting a whole lot of downloads, not a whole lot of people listening to the show. And I met with a guy named Brandon Dempsey who owns a company called Go Brand Go. Yeah. And he was like, why are you worried about that? You are creating a brand of who Brian Bisking is. Like yes. quit worrying about how many people are <laughs> listening to you or yep. how many people are sharing it. He's like, this is your brand. You need to create your brand. He's like, if even if people don't listen to it, it's still valuable to go out and create your own brand. And I never, never in my life had been taught that or thought that way, right? Yeah. To your point, I was always about, oh, I work for Insperity. I'm, I'm selling Insperity. I'm Insperity's yeah. brand. And you know, now I'm at Synchrony HR and I, I'm selling that brand. And it really wasn't until 2020 when Brandon and I had that conversation that I was like, you're so right. You're so right. I need to create a brand for who Brian Bisking is and not necessarily who my employer is. And yeah. so I think that's really cool that you mentioned that for sure. See, and now you're well known, you know, <laughs> because you focused on yourself. <laughs> well, it's it has been it was to your point, it's been a journey. But I would say the yeah. one thing that this podcast has done for me is I've met some incredible people that I normally would have never met. 
right. just because connections. Yes. And so if anybody knows me, you know, I, I love just meeting new people in general right now. I don't have nearly as much time these days as I once yeah. had, you know, that I, I run the sales team at Synchrony and I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, but I used to, I used to do four and five coffee meetings a day. Yeah. Uh, now I'm lucky if I can get two in a week, but, um, that was all about just creating the brand of who I am. Yeah. And I always say that it's not about quantity, it's about quality, you know? So, yeah. you know, even if you were doing four to five coffee meetings or lunch meetings or whatever in a day, you know, you could still get the same added value if you did one or two, you know, yep. just by the people that you meet in those genuine relationships that you make. And so that's something for me as well, because, you know, I don't just own C3 business consultants. I have, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I own other businesses as well. But, you know, my focus isn't on C, my focus is on C3 business consultants, but I also have three kids, you know, and I'm a wife and I have to, you know, um, divide my time, right? Respectively for my businesses, for my husband, for my children. And it's very hard to network and to pick and choose uh, what's right for me. But that's the thing. Networking isn't about how many events you can go to and how many people you can meet. It's about, you know, those, those added value networking events that you know that this is going to be great for me to go to similar to your networking event that's happening, you know, September 27th, that's huge, you know, because you're going to have leaders from the community that are going to be there. So that's a value to me, you know, to be there in front of those leaders and to connect with them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, you know, obviously you have been a major, major help in this event that we're planning for the 27th. Uh, and I remember having lunch with you and Kirkwood and saying, <laughs> I have this idea, but Amy, I have no idea how to pull it off. Yeah. And you just like took it and ran with it. And I was so thankful for that. But oh, where did well. you learn that skill? Like, how did you learn to like pull all these people together and throw <laughs> these fantastic events? Okay. Um, by throwing birthday parties for my children. <laughs> okay. okay, well. <laughs> that is the God honest truth. So I have been known to throw the best birthday parties ever, you know, where I am literally shutting down establishments and renting out places for my children's birthday, graduation, you know, or whatever. And I invite all my friends and their friends, you know, and so I utilize that and those skills And when I started my company and I knew that I had a, you know, uh, the best way to get out there is to network. Right. So I was like, well, why, why can I develop, you know, quarterly networking events where I'm bringing people together, you know, and I did exactly, I utilized my skills of doing these birthday parties and these things for my kids. And then that's how I, you know, create awesome events. (laughs) Well, you do an awesome job, and I'm now I'm a, I'm a, one. I'm a little jealous that uh, I'm not one of your kids, so I don't get a birthday party <laughs> like that. But I'm also thinking I might just hire you for one of my kids' birthday parties. There you go. Uh, because- I've had so many friends uh, ask me on the side, "Well, would you be able to do this for my kids' birthday party?" Because I just don't have the time, and I'm like, "Sure, why not?" So, yeah. <laughs> and I am by no means a party planner. It's just something that I like to do, you know. Yeah. What's so funny is growing up, uh, growing up when I was 16 years old, I worked for a, a company over in Edwardsville, Illinois, which is where I grew up called 62 Sports Group. And we, it was eventually sold to a company, uh, got bought by an individual uh, and the name company now was Incredible Events. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. They're no longer in business anymore, but I used to sell like bounce houses and I used <laughs> to like plan these events for other people, but I never yeah. would know how to plan an event for myself. So it's just not my skill suit. Yeah. Well, interesting uh, tip. So, well, no, not interesting tip. Interesting fact. I actually used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. And so I had to plan the birthday parties for all the little kids that came in. And I was also uh, Chuck E. Cheese. So I would go into <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese uniform, like the, you know, oh, the, the costume that they had. And mouse. Then, yes. And dance. So that was, you know, just seeing that and being, I'm just a very organized person as it is. So it's just second nature to me, right? To organize all these things and to bring everybody together. That's just what I do. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> I remember when you asked me to create a Google doc or Google sheet, I was like, what, what is she talking about? And how do I do this? <laughs> like, But you did great. Yeah. But uh, so I figured it out, but yeah, I'm more of a, I was just on a call a little bit ago with another business owner named Jalen Bledsoe, who was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about how he's very introverted. And I'm like, yeah, so am I. And our admin assistant, uh, Isabel was like, have you met yourself? You're like, you'll talk to a brick wall. And I'm like, yep, that's why I'm in sales, right? I, I'm not the most organized person in the world, but I can talk to just about anybody. So yeah, we all have our qualities for sure. Yes, we do. So let's change gears here a little bit. Obviously, you know, uh, when you work with your previous employer and now you obviously have great leadership qualities, where did you learn to be such a great leader and how have you continued over the years to continue to educate yourself on new leadership views and changes and styles? Where did you learn all that? Uh, obviously through my previous employer. So, you know, when I first started, I was a secretary answering the phone, but you know, something inside me told me this is, I need to do more. You know, I don't need to just sit here and answer the phone. Like I want to be more hands-on. I want to communicate with all the departments. And so over time, you know, I was uh, managing all the different departments that they had. So they had an IT department, a VoIP department, a digital surveillance department, a copier printer department, and um, a website and online marketing department. So basically, that's how my leadership, um, you know, skills developed or my leadership roles developed because I was hands-on with all of the employees within the department, making sure that um, you know, they were communicating, doing their jobs. I was project managing all of the projects. Uh, so I was able to be more hands-on with the clients as well. And I'm just the type of person that, you know, I like to take a hold of everything and just making sure that things are getting done properly. And so I think that's another reason why, you know, I have good leadership skills is because, again, that was my journey, that those were the things that I learned over the 23 years. And that's what I'm applying today, sure. you know, and knowing that I own my own business, I obviously have to automatically become a leader so that when my employees see me, they see me as a leader, right? So... Yeah, absolutely. Well, would you say you have a, a certain uh, leadership style maybe, or do you think you're, are, I think I do. Yeah? I feel like, um, I feel like I have like a teaching style because I'd like to provide resources and education and help those, um, you know, through a process, sure. you know, I mean, would you think that 
I mean, what style would you think I have based on what we went through in organizing this event that you have going I would, on? I would definitely say teacher, but I was also thinking servant leader. Like you come off of, as a as an individual of course, who absolutely. wants to help other people, which is yeah. what I call myself. I call myself a yeah. servant leader because, you know, I have a team of seven that report to me and uh, I always tell them, look, what make gives me the most reward is like when you're successful, right? I, I have yes. a salesperson here in St. Louis named Francine Martin. And she, when she started for me two years ago, um, she really didn't know a ton of, uh, of about our industry. And then she, now she's one of our best reps and it, that's like the most rewarding thing in the world. And I think as a leader that that definitely can be. Yeah. I'm definitely a servant at heart for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So let me ask you this question. Growing up in Belleville, I grew up in Edwardsville. What, and now you're obviously networking over on the St. Louis side and, you know, mm -hmm. we're over networking on the Illinois side. What would you say is the biggest difference between networking in Illinois versus networking in St. Louis? <laughs> well, for some reason, everybody thinks that that river right there is like <laughs> fire and they cannot cross it no matter what, you know? Um, so so that's true, by the way. Right. So true. That's obviously a huge difference because, you know, everybody sticks to their geographical area. But, you know, I've always told everybody, if you have products and services um, that align where you're at, as well as all over the place, whether it's in Illinois or in a different state or across the country, then you need to make sure that you're branding yourself right within those geographical areas. Um, otherwise, you're not going to expand your products and services in that area. And so that's for me, like that's the difference is that people are just so confined right to their space because that's what they, they think is um, you know, the norm, but it's not you. Yeah. If you have products and services that you could provide anywhere, then, you should be branding yourself everywhere. Like for my business, it is local here to St. Louis, but we have a national reach. So we have clients all over the United States. So for me, that means, you know, making sure that I'm branding myself within those geographical areas that I provide those services in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I would also say, I even find myself in this trap sometime. Like I grew up in Edwardsville, Illinois, and, you know, growing up in Edwardsville, you went to dinner in Edwardsville. Like you didn't leave <laughs> Edwardsville to go to Denver dinner. And, right. and, now, and now I live in Winsville with my family and I moved, moved to the Missouri side about you know, five years ago, I guess it was been now. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll drive to Chesterfield. We'll drive to, yeah. you know, Baldwin. We'll go all over the place for dinner. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is so different because in Illinois, like to your point, you don't leave your little bubble yeah. and Missouri people definitely don't cross the river because yeah. I don't know if they think we just raised chickens and goats and corn <laughs> over there or what. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is very different. I mean, there networking. is a lot of farmland over there. Let's not lie. You yep, know what I'm saying? There is, there <laughs> as soon is, as you cross sure. the JB bridge, that's all you see, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's true. But yeah, it is different networking in the two different States. It's, it it's is. very interesting, but, um, it, it, it is rewarding in the same aspect. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm trying to get people used because I lead a chapter for women empowering women over here. They have chapters all over there. There there's more chapters in Illinois than there are in Missouri, only because that's where it was founded. Sure. So I'm trying to, you know, instill in the women professionals over here that, hey, go out and check out the other chapters over there in Illinois, you know, so and and they have been, you know, uh, Kelly, yeah, we Lampy, don't bite over there. Yeah. And Kelly Lampy, who, you know, yeah. uh, she actually has done um, a presentation over there 
but she hasn't done one for my chapter. So it's like, <laughs> okay, Kelly, you'll cross the river to do a presentation there, but you won't do a presentation here. But yeah. Yeah. So funny. So funny. Well, Amy, I always end this podcast by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. And that could be on anything personal. It could be something business. It could be just life in general. But if you could leave the audience with one piece of advice today, what would it be? Uh, well, my advice would be to not have fear and to take those risks. Um, because there are rewards for those, right? Um, uh, I've always been fearful for a lot of things. And I think that's why I stayed at my previous employment for 23 years. But, you know, to get past that fear, to take that risk, there's going to be a reward at the end. So go out there, have fear, take it and take that risk. Yeah, I think we're both living examples of that, right? You you yes. took a leap you took a leap of faith and and started your own business and you know, 3 years ago I took a leap of faith, had no idea how to do a podcast and now we're going to have 200 something people <laughs> and coming we're both to successful. A, yeah, coming to do a networking <laughs> event here later this year. So it it it's great advice. Uh you just sometimes don't don't know what it could be if you don't take that first step. And so I would agree Absolutely. take take the step. Take the step. Yep. So Amy, on behalf of the STL Leaders Podcast and myself, I appreciate all you do for our community and being a great STL leader. Thank you, Brian.